Hey all you cool cats and kittens, this is Tom Doton coming at you with the newest episode of The Information's 411. Congratulations, you made it through another week. Go have a Zoom party with your 50 closest friends, um, and um, be glad that we are one day closer to maybe not having to work remotely anymore. Who knows? Um, here's what we've got for you today uh, on the podcast. I am talking to Nick Wingfield about expert Zoom setups. You and I may think that it's just a matter of opening up your laptop, uh, clicking on the Zoom link, and then looking at your awful, disgusting face uh, while you're video conferencing with other people, but actually, it goes much deeper. Uh, There are people out there who have, I don't know, nice webcams, real lighting, actual microphones, um, and they say it makes a difference. Hard to know whether that's just because they're gear maniacs who just want to get anything expensive or, um, or it actually looks good and they feel better about themselves. Uh, but either way, it's a fascinating look into the culture of people who spend a little bit more time on something that most of us are just now beginning to enter. Uh, and it's also great talking to Wingfield about this because uh, he has been a remote worker for a long time, longer than most of us have been. So he has his own personal thoughts on how to look good on Zoom uh, and impress your friends and bosses and coworkers. Um, that's it. That's today's episode. It's easy. It's Friday. Uh, chill out. And um, let's just get on over to my conversation with Nick. All right, Nick. So we have a new, what I'm going to think is a recurring segment on the podcast, which is uh, Zoom etiquette and the way that we all live today in a remote workforce. And a couple of weeks back, uh, Zoe Bernard came on here to discuss Zoom, well, literally Zoom etiquette uh, and how to be. But you have, I think you've stepped it up a bit in which you've taken a deep dive into how the pros really do remote conferencing and uh, how you can really um, pimp out your Zoom uh, setup. So um, before we get into the specifics for all the gearheads, I'm actually just generally curious. I mean, what made you... Like, what made you think that this was a real trend? You know, people uh, uh, getting top-level equipment to have, you know, kind of video conferences. One thing I noticed uh, was just from doing more Zoom calls myself with people that there there were people who were clearly just investing more time and money and care in their in their setups because you know so much of our professional and social lives have migrated to these virtual meetings. Um, so, you know, I mean, you, this has a lot of different forms. There's just people doing the wacky zoom backdrops. That's, you know, kind of your basic yeah, that's level basic. That's thing. Basic. Um, and then there are people, um, and I would consider myself one of them who have invested in a decent webcam, Cer- certainly not a, uh, super fancy one, but stepping it up a little bit from the, you know, camera based into your, in, in your laptop, uh, and the microphone in your laptop, what that gives you is generally better low light conditions, uh, you know, video from low light conditions. It gives you a better microphone that's closer to your face. It also gives you a more flattering angle. You know, there, we're all familiar with this sort of like, uh, the Turkey waddle shot, uh, from the laptop. Um, uh, aimed up at your your chin and you know putting the webcam up above your display uh, if you have an external display can can you know improve that and then just also being a little more careful with um, natural lighting uh, which is the easiest and cheapest thing to do of all just making sure you're positioned in a place where light is uh, is coming in from a window at your face rather than having a uh, a window behind you and then you know you can really 
go up from there. Uh, right, right. There, there are a lot of people that um, have even more experience than I do, and I'm I'm a pretty experienced remote worker, having done it for about 15 years. Well, that's myself. what I was going to say here. I mean, we're, we're we're getting you know from you your experience having been a remote worker for a while. Um, you know, even before you were at the information. Um, what was the decision on your part to, you know, when did you decide I can probably step it up? You know, just using my, my laptop's built-in camera isn't doing me any favors uh, in, this, in this environment. I've been at the information for almost two years. And in that period of time, um, the explosion of, of sort of video, video calling generally um, uh, in, in the workplace uh, has been pretty pronounced. And I, I did not use it that frequently before. I would occasionally use it. I'd do Google Hangouts or whatever. But now I feel like, you know, Zoom has really entered the vernacular. And I mean, obviously, we're all uh, knowledge workers that is, are being forced to kind of uh, use these tools now because of the coronavirus. But uh, I think even when that when things go back to normal, the new normal is going to be, you know, video conferencing, um, just a lot more than it has been in the past. And I think, you know, being on it all day and just kind of experiencing like, I mean, you don't necessarily know if your image and your, you know, your, your sound is not coming through clearly to other people unless they tell you, but you can certainly experience, you know, as the recipient of other people's bad <laughs> images and sound, the, the, you know, no one, it's easy to get frustrated with the person who's like shifting the laptop around and rubbing their microphone. Um, and you don't want to, you kind of don't want to be that person. Uh, so, uh, um, I guess I sort of subconsciously thought about that, that type of stuff and, and, you know, made a, what I would call a fairly minor investment, uh, in, in, an upgrade. So basic level in terms of, uh, tricking out your zoom setup to me. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned this in the story is having an internet connection that can handle, you know, high quality video. And so it sounds like you have the option in Seattle to have like what fiber optic gigabit speed internet. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's gigabit internet. I had had a Comcast internet connection that was okay before, but with, uh, I, I sort of cut the cable to cable television and was using all my, you know, doing all my video over the internet. Um, so, um, it made sense to get fiber and, um, has that made a difference the cost for you? Is, uh, yeah, I think so. Just in terms of staying ahead of all the demand that we're throwing at it. I have two kids. They, they all use, you know, devices and online gaming and so on. And, and with all the video conferencing and everything that I do, it was just good to, ha um, to have that capacity. It's, it's been, it's becoming a little more spotty though, I would say just in the past week or so. Huh. Yeah. Probably just from demand. Um, yep. Okay, so you spoke to a couple of, uh, you know, executives, VCs who have, even more impressive setups than you do, um, have really gone, uh, I mean, it seems like they kind of build their identity slightly around the fact that, you know, I guess they're gearheads, but they really want the best of the best in order to, uh, uh, you know, truly have a pure video conference experience. Yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, Matt Mullenweg is, is a good example. He's the CEO of Automatic, which is a, they own WordPress and, and Tumblr. Uh, they, he's sort of famously, uh, a remote work guy. The company has 1200 people. It's been a distributed workforce for some time. And he, um, he works from a home office in Houston and is really, um, 
you know, prided himself on, on just sort of doing that efficiently. And, um, and, uh, he interestingly, although he's tried virtually every device and every setup you could imagine and, and written about some of these things, um, online before he has a fairly, um, uh, like he, he, he invested, he invested a fair amount of money in good internet, uh, both fiber optic and, uh, and a good Wi-Fi setup. Um, but his camera is not the most extravagant thing, uh, that I'd mm. seen. And he had a decent headset. It's all just sort of functional and it's easy to use, which I think is important to him. Now you get into a totally different category of people who want to, I would say, give their zoom calls, the sort of production values of like, a a YouTube vlogger who really takes care, oh. uh, of their appearance. So what I'm talking about there is, you know, the bokeh effect where you have a, you know, a, a camera that has you in focus in the foreground, foreground and, and sort of subtly blurs your background. It's a, you know, it's, it's something you see in sort of portrait photography and now in, in sort of the high end, um, phones have this effect as well. Webcams g generally do not do it. But you can get it if you buy like a thousand plus dollar Sony camera, and not only that, but a whole bunch of accessories to go along with it to to make it uh, to make it work on a Zoom call. Sure, and so it sounds like the character that you have that speaks to this type of person is is Gary Tan uh, at Initialize Capital. Now, uh, you know the story has all the specifics of the products that he got in there, um, and it sounds like he's very open about promoting these things, but. Did you talk to him over video conference? I mean, could you really see that this was a, a you know, top-notch, sick setup? Yeah, I didn't uh, talk to Gary Tan uh, over video conference, but um, but I have seen his YouTube videos, which I imagine are, you know, pretty similar. Uh, and uh, and he's, you know, posted screenshots of himself in video conference calls, and it, it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know if it's worth it, though, is, huh. the, is the question. I think it's, uh, I think there, there's a certain amount of, I mean, I should say he didn't buy this stuff just for, for Zoom calls. He'd had it before because he, as he describes himself, he's an AV nerd. Um, but uh, I think there's a certain amount of enjoyment for people who are into technology trying to figure out how to make this stuff work. And then just, you know, kind of, impressing people, I guess, on, yeah. on calls. Yeah, I, I think we can speak to one person who definitely is like that. Our own Sam Lesson, uh, husband of CEO and founder Jessica Lesson. Um, you know, it sounds like he's got nice lighting setups too, which I was surprised to see that many people as a, uh, as a film nerd, I, you know, I obviously appreciate good lighting. I mean, what were people's stance on that? Is it really just kind of like a kind of a gimmick? I mean, for people to say they have good lighting or do they really stand by it as like an important part of a, a quality Zoom? Well, I, I have actually seen uh, Sam Lessons set up in action on a Zoom call because Jessica has used it. And um, it's pretty impressive. Really? I mean, I, I have to say, it's like you, you, you definitely notice. And um, I think she has used it uh, in, in a number of sort of more, I wouldn't say like, I mean, she's used it in Zoom calls, but she's used it on the subscriber calls that the information does where you know, there might be, you know, more of an expectation that it would look uh, professional or she's done CNBC appearances through uh, through that setup. The lighting for sure makes a difference. I mean, illuminating your face, getting rid of the shadows and stuff like that is a big deal. Lighting, if you're going to invest in um, in this type of uh, technology for video calls, 
lighting is really the cheapest thing you can do. I mean, you, you could just pull a light out or a lamp over in, in back of your display and it may improve it. But very often what people do are they buy these ring lights on Amazon or right. in Sam's case, uh, an LED panel. And I think it's maybe $30 or yeah. something like that. And it, um, it's, you know, it has a pretty big impact. Right, right. So I guess here's here's my last question in kind of summarizing, you know, where we're at right now. Does any of this really matter? I mean, you know, right now we're going through this period where we're all forced to stay at home or highly encouraged to stay at home, sometimes legally, uh, and we're making, you know, the best of a situation. But there's a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, stuff like this, you know, not the virus, but working remotely could be the new normal. I mean, is there going to be a point where you think more people are going to say, hey, I'm working remotely now this sort of thing actually matters for the future of my career or I don't know, like the success of the company that I work for, or is this just kind of like gadgetry? I think that maybe not the high end scenarios that I talked about. I don't think that will necessarily become the norm unless it becomes a lot easier to use. There's the expense of it, but there's also the hassle of it. And I think most people are not willing to do it. You really do have to be a nerd to want to set all this stuff up. I mean, it just doesn't work as seamlessly as using a webcam. Right. Um, and the webcams are getting pretty good. I think also um, it's possible that at some point we'll find better ways of using our cell phones uh, for doing this. I mean, right now, most of us are doing web conferencing or, or Zoom calling from our computers. But in some ways, the phone... Uh, the phones have just incredibly sophisticated, you know, software assisted photography capabilities. And, um, you know, there may be way to, uh, to start doing that more in the future from our home offices. If we're all forced to work from home, I just think the technology industry is probably going to end up, you know, moving fairly quickly to, uh, meet the increased demand. I mean, you, you can actually buy, Logitech's web cameras right now from their website. They're sold out. Really? Uh, there's a whole bunch of work from home stuff that's really difficult to get. Microphones are difficult to get. Uh, you know, there's just incredible demand. And, you know, Amazon is also prioritizing other right. more essential items. Uh, so that may be a factor in it as well. Uh, but I think we're going to start to see the tech industry respond to increased work from home demand because of what we're all going through. Yeah. And, and, and lastly here, um, did any of the people you speak to have preferences or opinions on the different types of video conferencing software? Um, are any of them just like anti-Zoom for whatever reason and think that something else is better? Uh, Skype really has fallen by the wayside. I realize this is a whole other conversation, but I'm curious if these people had thoughts on uh, the different providers. Yeah, I think I would say they all... Um, were Zoom users primarily. Um, there may be a little bit of Google Hangouts, and then there's also FaceTime occasionally, maybe for more for right. sort of personal communication between um, you know family members if if they have iPhones or Macs. Um, but uh, Zoom definitely seems to have captured the mind share in you know among the technology people that that we tend to write about. Gotcha. Cool. Um, all right, Nick. Um, good stuff. Uh, as always, uh, we managed to muddle through with Skype, which uh, doesn't always uh, perform well, but it managed uh, okay this time. So that's uh, that's that's all I can offer for, for working remotely. But uh, thanks. Thanks for joining and uh, have you back out here soon. You bet.